Good morning, everyone. Morning, A <laughs> little bit out of my comfort zone, this, but hey, never <laughs> mind. Right, so um, we're going to be looking at Joshua 6, verses 1 to 20. So if you want to turn to that while I'm just chatting. So today, I really felt that God wanted us to talk about and think about preparation. So God has prepared us as a family, like the, the Watson family, Team Watson, to move here. So this time two years ago um, was when we first thought about planting a church and God particularly felt it would be in Sittingbourne. So that was like on the 4th of October, so two weeks ago pretty much to the day. And then last year in October we started meeting as a church. Did you know that? This is like our birthday month. But all along that process God was preparing us to establish here. So God has been preparing this church, and I feel like he's been preparing us in this last year, but who knows what for. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got the answers to that. But um, before we read through Joshua 6, so if hopefully someone on your table has opened it, I'll just pray that God will speak to us. Yeah, we thank you, Father, that you do prepare us, that um, we have been through a season of preparation as a church in this last year, and that you're preparing us for something new. And we thank you, Father, that you do that in our individual lives as well. So I pray, Father, that you'll open our eyes to see what you are doing in that chapter of Joshua with Jericho and help us to have eyes and ears to hear and see what you're doing and hearts to respond to your words. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll speak through me. Let my words be few and your words be plenty. Amen. So, yeah, on your tables, I'm going to give you five minutes, so no, not loads of chatting. Just get on and someone read that chapter. We're going to go from Joshua 6, verse 1, down to verse 20. So, you've got five minutes. Right, I think everyone's read that. Everyone read verses 1 to 20? It's good. There's no one saying they haven't. Well done. <laughs> so, I was quite intrigued by that passage. Verse 1 to 20, because most, we remember, we probably all know the story of Jericho anyway, and the great triumph of bit that the wall falls down, basically. But actually, most of those verses are about not the wall falling down, they're the preparation for the wall to fall down. So I was really struck by that. And um, we're just going to go for how did God prepare Israel in this event? And how does God prepare us when we're going through our difficulties and our struggles and our situations in life? So if we look at verse 1, verse 1, it's about how the city's all shut up. Nothing can get in, nothing can get out. It's impenetrable. No one can escape. Sometimes, doesn't it feel like that in life? That we can't get out of our problems, there's nothing we can do, that there's an impenetrable wall that will not come down, there's no way out. But we know there is God. Verse 2 goes on and says what God promised Joshua. He promised that this impenetrable place, that they would get through it, that the walls would come down, that they would have victory over this impenetrable problem in their life. Think about your situation. If there's something going on in your life or difficulties you've had in the past, what has God promised you in that? Maybe there's something you're going through at the minute. What has God's promised you in that situation? Then verse 3 goes on, and what's the command for the people to do? He says, go forward, march. 
sometimes that's all we can do is put one foot in front of the other. But that's what you need to do. Through these situations, through this preparation for the breakthrough, sometimes all we can do is put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It teaches us perseverance. It teaches us patience. We all like the breakthrough to happen here and now and really quickly at the snap of our fingers in our own time, please, God. But actually, are we even ready for that breakthrough if we haven't gone through this process of preparation beforehand? So there is a time in, in our lives, Gordon's given me permission to share it because it was 15 years ago before we were married. So there was a time when we weren't together. Did you know that? And there was a time when we were together and then we weren't together, wasn't there, Gordon? <laughs> so so, so we, we dated for a couple of months and then I got dumped. Thank you. The hostie Gordon. <laughs> and, and, and for me, I was devastated. I felt, I, I felt like this was the guy I was meant to spend the rest of my life with. But I can't make him love me or want to be with me, can I? This is my impenetrable problem. It's, it's, it's my difficulty. It was, though. I was really upset about it, obviously. But God had given me a promise in that situation because he told me beforehand that our relationship was like a plant, that it was going to grow and it was going to blossom, then it was going to die. Didn't like that little bit very much. But then what happens in winter? The trees lose all their leaves, don't they? It just looks like a bundle of sticks. But actually there's life going on inside it. And that's what God has said to me. There's life going on even when it looks dead. There's life going on and it's strengthening for the next season. So I had to hold on to that promise in this period of separation. I think it was like nine months we were apart. We'd been together for two and we were apart for nine. But I had to hold on to that promise. And that wasn't easy at times when we weren't talking to each other and stuff like that. But I had to press on. I had to keep just putting one foot in front of the other. Keep realising that God is king. He is Lord. And whatever he's doing, you've got to just trust him. And that's not easy. I'll tell you from a voice of experience. But that's what... God told the Israelites to do in this situation it looks impossible this situation but just keep going forward and then he tells them in in the next few verses how to do it he says to march around the city but he says to do it quietly there's something about being obedient like quiet obedience not shouting and screaming about all our problems or making a lot of fuss about oh it's all going wrong because he says there is actually a time to shout about it and I, uh, my duty in that time with Gordon was to just keep going on, being quietly obedient to what God was telling me to do, and not to make a fuss about it. People would ask me, go, oh, I've heard what's happened between you and Gordon. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's all right. God's told me we're going to get back together again and get married. And uh, <laughs> Gordon heard this news and went, she's a crazy woman. <laughs> and I'm sure that's, that's what loads of people thought, but who's crazy now? <laughs> <laughs> And actually, the pastor said that at our wedding. He said there was a time when they weren't together and God had told Natalie they were going to get married. They said, um, Gordon, you didn't really have a choice. Sorry about that. If God speaks, it's going to happen. That's my encouragement to you. And I didn't know that at the time. It was really difficult, probably for both of us. But actually, there's a promise in there that we need to grip onto with our fingernails if, we, if that's all we've got left got to press on, we've got to be quietly obedient. There is a time to shout about it and tell of God's victory and to tell him of the difficulties you've come through. But it's not always, we don't have to whip up a fuss if you get what I mean. 
like the Israelites were told to quietly go around this city. Who's, what army has ever defeated a walled, fortified city like that? <laughs> this army. And then verse 18, it goes down, it tells them what they're to do when they actually get the breakthrough. And I think this bit's key, because... We like to look forward to the breakthrough, but actually, are we prepared for that moment? Is our character ready for that moment? Are we learning what we need to learn through the process at that moment? It's a chance to grow in character, and we need to know, like, when you have breakthrough, it's like you can level up in your faith, in your relationship with God. And you have temptations, it says, like, there's going to be treasures and stuff in this city, but they're devoted to God. And there's, there's all this other stuff that you can get involved in, that's got to be destroyed. So you have a choice. When you get through to the breakthrough, you have to keep... That's why the preparation process is key, because you've got to keep focused. You've got to keep your eye on the prize. The prize isn't the breakthrough moment. The prize is God. The prize is we're preparing to be in heaven one day. That's the ultimate prize, even though our difficulties are real, and they hurt, and they're painful, and they stress us out. But actually, if we keep our focus, and we're not going to be distracted by the stuff that's devoted to God and the stuff that's devoted for destruction. Because there's temptations, and it's a, we need to be responsible for our walk with God and know what path to take, even when the breakthrough happens. Do you know, get what I mean? It's like we have freedom in the breakthrough, and it's our choices after that, that we either level up or we end up. Sometimes we can go a bit wonky in our faith. So for me, what I learned in that time when we were apart was... I was far too dependent on Gordon. And my primary relationship had to be on God. So in the time when we were apart, obviously I couldn't talk to Gordon, but I could talk to God a lot, <laughs> and I did. And it meant that that was a primary relationship in my life. Sometimes we depend on other people too much. I don't know what, what God's teaching you for your situations, but for me it was that. So when we got back together, my primary relationship wasn't that talking to Gordon or depending on him to, for my love and affection and to feel good about myself. And I, and I think Gordon hopefully learnt that I was worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so God does stuff in us in this preparation process. And then we come to verse 20, don't we, when the wall falls down flat. And for me, how much effort did the Israelites have to do for that? They did nothing. He just says they're going to just walk straight through. And how much time do we spend stressing ourselves out with our own problems and difficulties, winding ourselves up, trying to figure out a solution to the problems off our own back? It's like you don't need to do it. You need to leave it in God's hands. Allow him to do the work for you because the walls are just going to go flat. There's a power in faithfully following what God's asked you to do. And it's all of those things... That, that we've talked about this morning. And I think, thinking over the last year as a church, God's given us opportunities, not just to know like in our heads that we're brothers and sisters in Christ, but I think he's given us real circumstances to stand together and to really grow in relationship and rely on one another. So when we get locked out of our house, we've got someone that wants to be Spider-Man and climb the walls, and we've got people that offer us bread and breakfast. You know? That, that's what family does. They come to each other's aid in times of trouble. And every week we, we pray for breakthrough, we pray for healing situations, but how much have we actually seen? But yet, 
It seems like sometimes a breakthrough is an impenetrable, impossible problem to overcome. But God promises that he does heal. He promises that he will break through, that he will set the captives free. We just need to keep going and persevering in our faith as a church and as individuals. It's in that quiet obedience that we've got to keep our ears open and our eyes open to see what we learn about ourselves and how we can grow up. Because actually the breakthrough's coming and we've got to be ready to level up in our faith. But it's not going to take us a lot of effort in our own selves because God will do it. If he's spoken to you and he's given you a promise, then he will do it. We don't, yeah, we don't always like it because it's not in our own time frame, but he will do it. So I just wanted to encourage you today, if you're going through situations or difficulties, if there's problems that seem like there's no escape from, then hold on to what God has told you already. Persevere. Be obedient. Because he's preparing you for the breakthrough.